Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Ego Chow podcast, a Call of Duty esports podcast. My name is Preston Byers, and as always, I'm with Justin Binkowski. How are you doing, Bink? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing good. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Stage 3, Week 3 of the Call of Duty League, uh, the final week of Stage 3 group play. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the Stage 3 Major, a $500,000 event coming up this week. And uh, just some uh, mid-season update and uh, a little bit of land news, uh, thankfully, uh, that we got earlier in the week. Um, so do you want to just start at the top with the Stage 3 Week 3 stuff? Uh, and we could also talk about, uh, real quick, um, that we uh, pushed this back a day. We were planning on doing this yesterday, Monday, May 10th. And the, uh, the CDO actually pushed back the Stage 3 Major. They changed the schedule. Uh, typically, these had ran uh, these had uh, run Wednesday through Sunday, and they pushed it back to Tuesday through Sunday, which coincides with how Thursday. Uh, yeah, excuse me, Thursday. Yeah, so they this is how they usually go, and uh, so now we're here. And I think if everything if they keep it like this and everything runs Thursday through Sunday, will always be on Tuesday unless something comes up, right? Yeah, that's pretty much what I was thinking. Yeah, so uh, so now that we got that out of the way, uh, let's start with uh, the last week of group play matches. We had 10 matches, as always, uh, started on Thursday uh, between LAG and Minnesota and New York versus Optic on the first day. Uh, Minnesota, um, unfortunately for me, uh, they come out and they win, <laughs> well, they win 3-2 over LAG and New York beat Optic in a, in a big match for, uh, I believe, Group B standings because Optic at that point uh, were kind of really on the edge. They needed uh, another win to hopefully get into the top three for uh, the Major. Uh, they obviously didn't get that. Any thoughts on these two matches here? Yeah, so like you said, that pretty heartbreaking loss for your Gorillas there uh, at the start. <laughs> I'm used to it now. <laughs> I believe... Did the Gorillas play twice this week, or did they only play once? I'm already no, they no, played they twice. twice. They played Florida. Yeah, so I'm going sorry. into this, they were one and two, mm -hmm. and like a win in this match would have helped them keep their winners bracket hopes alive for the major, but didn't end up working out that way. Um, most notably, though, the thing that stuck out the most to me was the uh, round eleven in game two. Where it was similar, I don't remember who was playing, but I know it was on Miami uh, earlier in the season where Minnesota had a round 11 and Priest a team needed attach or somebody team needed Priest or something like that. Um, similar situation happened again where uh, Standy picks up a team kill with a, another grenade here to start the round. And then Minnesota comes back, gets an answer, or responds, gets a kill to trade it. Uh, and then after planting the bomb on Moscow Surge, they just, like, threw a blind nade through the window that stuck silly, I believe. Um, so it's like, it goes from a 3v4 for Minnesota to a 2v3 for in favor of Minnesota. But then the girls clutch up because Chino uh, just has that ice, I guess. And uh, he dropped 14, I believe, in the map. So was just, was, this was just a crazy round for those of you watching the video. Preston's got it pulled up on stream now. Uh, right here was just that teammate. It was just like he didn't even see. Like, he didn't even know Silly was coming. Just got blessed. It was pretty pretty awesome. But the girls clutched up. Uh, that was kind of the only like 
shiny. I mean, obviously they win that map and they win uh, checkmate hardpoint map for 250 to 145. But other than that, Minnesota took the first hardpoint 250 to 198. They took raid control 3-0 and then they win Miami search game 5-6-4. So, um, yeah, that was a big win for Minnesota. Um, obviously, coming into that, both teams were trying to go for the winner's bracket spot still. And at that time, this put the Rocker at 2-2, two and two, so their winner's bracket hopes were still alive going into their last showdown with Dallas. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it for that map. I don't know if you have anything you want to add for that one. No, basically, I'm just... Obviously, I think LAG are a good team, and that's that's no cap. I actually do think they're good. I thought they were uh, capable of more with Vivid in that lineup, and they underachieved. And they've re they've come really close to winning several matches now. Um, obviously, they lost to the Rocker here. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but they lost to Florida in another Game 5. I believe they had another close match last week as well. So that's three matches that really could have went the other way. And had they, uh, and obviously that's that's easy to say about, you know, if you won all these game fives, but to lose most of those games, game fives really hurts them in the standings. And that's why they'll be starting in the loser's bracket of the stage three major. Uh, but they, they definitely could make some noise in the major. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Uh, what about the optic uh, subliners match? Uh, subliners pulled it out three one. Yeah, so there's um we'll have more to talk about New York as we get through it, but yeah, uh, basically optic only won the control in this series. Optic or sorry, New York won both hard points. Uh, map one was a hundred point club, and map four was two fifty to two thirty. So obviously map four is a little bit closer, but New York also won the search six two. So it wasn't exactly the closest series uh we we can discuss optic in depth more if we want but uh coming into this like you said it was kind of like uh new york had lost to london the was it the week yeah so week two they lost to london i believe and optic lost to the thieves before the thieves brought in hook so mm -hmm. although new york had beaten phase before that match against london they were still coming off that loss i think they played like seattle or something actually in that week when they lost to london as well but uh regardless it was still like a question of uh how good is this new york team with hydra like we'd only seen them play three matches uh before this showdown with optic with hydra in the lineup and then optics coming off that loss to the thieves and you know questions are starting to come up as whether you know what's going on at optic like is it another performance in just week two struggles where in the previous stage they had that o2 week and stage or stage two week two group play and then this week they only played one map but match but they lost it so it was kind of like a flip-flop and then they bounced back in the third week so it was more of a question of, are they going to do that again mm -hmm. didn't work out that way and new york picked up a big win uh yeah we'll, we'll talk about optic a little bit later when they uh when they played phase and we can uh go into a more uh, a deeper conversation about optic and uh where they go from here uh, so let's go to the the next um, the next day of matches, uh, Seattle versus Atlanta and Florida versus Dallas. Um, oh, let's start with this Florida match. Uh, Florida wins 3-0. Obviously, Dallas they've been criticized for benching Hook and then eventually uh, trading Hook away 
to the Los Angeles Thieves, and they lose 3-0 here. What do you what do you make of this loss and uh, their time with fellows so far? I was really surprised by this one. I didn't necessarily think Dallas was going to come out and 3-0 Florida necessarily, mm-hmm. but to see Florida come out and 3-0 Dallas was super surprising, let alone, like, I would have been surprised even if Florida won 3-2, but just the way they were able to take this series was uh, kind of impressive. They actually won Moscow hard point 230 to 198. It went down to time, which I don't... Was this... Okay, so this was the first time, yeah, and then the following day, another hard point came down to time. Uh, so I don't remember. It was some crazy stat on the broadcast where they were saying, like, how few hard points have come down to time compared to the 250 yeah. score. Um, but, yeah, so I was just really surprised with Florida coming out and taking care of business like they did. Uh, who, or, wow, who? Uh, Skies in general had a really strong series of 1.52 KD. Uh, Havoc and Awakening both at 1.11s, and Neptune had a 1.09, whereas Shotzi had the highest on Dallas with a 1.0 going 51 and 51. So uh, it was a really big series for Florida. It uh, set the stage for them to, as we'll talk about later, uh, get a winner's bracket spot because uh, looming on the final day of Stage 3 group play was the Dallas versus Minnesota match, and... Uh, for because Florida beat both of them, it basically like ensured they had a tiebreaker over over whichever team won that match. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a really big win and a surprising one for me. As for the Seattle Atlanta match, Atlanta wins three uh, one. You said in the in the notes that this may have been the first uh, twin battle between RCDs and Pristini of the year, and it goes to RCDs and he has an incredible series. Uh, According to Breaking Point, he had a 1.44 series KD, which is the highest in the entire lobby um, phase. They kind of dominate in the slaying department, at least. Uh, RCDs, Abizi, Selium all have over 1.0, and nobody on Seattle ended up with an even KD. What did you think of uh, FaZe's win here? Yeah, so this was FaZe's first match of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And... They, I'm trying to run through all the matches in my head real quick. They had played New York only in the first match, and then they had won two last week. So then that means they came into this one on two-game win streak. Yes. Um, regardless of if that's right or not, I think it is. They, um, they had won 3-2 over Thieves and 3-2 over London last week. Okay. Yeah, so that's right. Um so yeah, they, they just carried their momentum. This is a series that you expect uh, Phase to win, regardless of like the um, what what kind of form you think they're in. I mean, it's still crazy to me that some people are like doubting this Phase team just because of the mm-hmm. stage two major. Like when you look at the CDL point standings for the overall season, they are eighteen and three in series this year. Yeah, they've lost three series in total. The next closest is the subliners have lost eight, but they're fourteen and eight. That's just like remarkable to me, just mm-hmm. how strong phase have been. And some people have been doubting them because of, you know, S and D issues, whatever the case may be. Um, I just think that this was obviously this was Seattle's uh, or Decimate's debut with Seattle too. So um, 
that's that was just another reason where Atlanta kind of you were expecting Atlanta to win against a team with making a roster change and having minimal practice with that roster. Um, Seattle did win the first map though. They uh, where did my notes? They they took Apocalypse Hardpoint 250 to 188, which at this time Apocalypse had been showing up recently. I know we've been talking about it, but it had been showing up a lot more. So I still am not sure if teams are actually like testing it to try to add to their map pool or teams are playing it because they actually enjoy playing it. Um, but it's definitely worth noting. I've seen I've, I feel like I've seen play phase playing it a lot, so it might be something they're trying out uh, in group play compared to at the major. I guess we'll find out this week, but. Uh, regardless, they lose that map one to Seattle, and then they take care of business the rest of the series. And I w- I'm pretty sure uh, this was the first battle between Arcides and Pristini of the year, just because uh, Seattle hadn't been in their group previously, and obviously FaZe was always in the winner's bracket of the majors, and Seattle was in the lower bracket, so yep. I didn't do like too much research into it, but I'm pretty sure it was the first showdown, which which was cool. Um, I believe the only other time they had played against each other in their careers would have been at the beginning of MW when uh, Pristini was on Florida and they won. Um, they they had that reverse sweep. I believe it was in the Atlanta home series because then Florida played Atlanta in the grand finals and Atlanta won, if my memory serves me. Um, so, now, yeah, now I believe they both have a 1-1 series count against each other. Um which is kind of cool. I guess we'll see how it plays out, obviously, throughout the rest of their careers. But, uh, yeah, long-winded way of saying this was a series that uh, was kind of exciting just to see it from that storyline perspective, but it was one you expect FaZe to win, and they got the job done. The Surge and Destroy problems that FaZe have or had, they're really over-exaggerated because other than... A loss to New York. So they split Search and Destroy against the Thieves and New York in Stage 3 group play. Other than that, they won all the other searches. They went 6-2 and two in Stage 3 group play in Search. So that's pretty pretty good uh, win percentage uh, in a game mode. And I, and I know that there's been a lot of talk about how Tupac has come in and he's kind of mm-hmm. helped this team. Uh, they were already a good search team. They had had a slump, and that's to be ex- expected, especially how high and how well they were playing at the time. But uh, I think they're fine. They're they're looking great in search uh, in in most games. So I think that if there's anyone doubting Phase because of Search and Destroy specifically, you're mistaken because that's yeah. not something you should worry about on a on a major scale. Uh, and that kind of segues into the into the next uh, match on Saturday. Toronto versus Paris. Toronto sweeps uh, the Legion. And this makes it six straight S&D victories uh, for the Ultra. 11-1 in their past 12 Search and Destroy maps. This is incredible. Obviously, this has helped them get to 5-0 and in Stage 3 uh, group play. And they were obviously very successful in Search and Destroy in the Stage 2 Major, which they won. Uh, what do you think of Toronto at their current form? Yeah, I mean, right now they're just... I, I think they have to be the best team in the game, regardless of, like, we were just talking about FaZe's record. They've only lost three series. Uh, Toronto is the defending major champions, and they just went 5-0 and in... Uh, 
group play, which I, did phase end up going five? So phase yeah. did go five and now in stage one. Nobody went undefeated in stage two, and then Toronto does it uh, in this stage. So, um, I mean, right now it's it's just a question of who's going to beat them. The last team to beat them was ter- uh, was FaZe, sorry, mm-hmm. when they played in that winner's bracket. Was it, when, it was winner's bracket finals, I believe, in the stage two major. Yeah. Come back and... Yeah. Winner's bracket semis, I think. Semis. Yes, because Toronto played Optic, yeah. and then Toronto went to Atlanta. Okay. Um, so yeah, regardless, I, I mean, I just think, you know, th- this was another one on paper where you just expected Toronto to win, right? Paris is still uh, a relatively new roster with this iteration of Temp. It seems like they're flip-flopping. Uh, now it seems like Temp is running the second AR and Scraps is back on a sub. So uh, maybe they're trying to figure out what roles they prefer because originally Temp started on the sub and Scraps was on that second AR. So Paris is still working on things. Uh, it's not champs time yet, so the Paris is winning champs crowd can ha- has some time to breathe. I mean, obviously Paris has to get some points to make it the champs, but that's another issue for another day. Um, you still just coming into the, it would have been a massive upset if Paris took down Toronto, but Toronto uh, didn't even let that happen. Just 3-0 swept them and secured that you know number one seed, undefeated record. You know, massive winning streak, whatever you want to say. Just right now, they're riding high and heading into the major. The big question for me is, can anyone beat them? Since that loss to FaZe uh, on April 9th, so this has been over a month. Uh, since that loss to FaZe in the Stage 2 major, the Toronto Ultra are 29-6 and six in map count. Wow. Yeah, so they're, uh, they obviously had four sweeps in uh, Stage 3 group play. They went... Uh, really? Yeah, they only had one map loss in group play. It was to wow. the Rocker, so they've been on fire. And uh, and to be honest, three of those uh, map losses, so twenty nine and six, three of those were in the grand finals of the stage three mm-hmm. major against Phase. So yeah, take that as you will. Uh, Toronto's really, really good. Um, I I don't know. Like it, it's going to be interesting. I know that. Some people still believe in FaZe, and rightfully so. There's no reason to really not believe in them. But it's very hard to bet against Toronto right now. Although I did see um, our boy Crone. He tweeted out the betting odds. I don't know what site this was. But he tweeted out the betting odds for the Stage 3 Major. And FaZe were actually the favorites to win the Major. Which surprised me, to be honest. So, uh, obviously Toronto second. But, yeah. Man, uh, I if I'm a better and I I see those odds and Toronto is not the overwhelming favorite to win, I think you put money on them. Uh, just my personal opinion, and at least, but yeah, Toronto really good. <laughs> There's no no other way to say it. Uh, they're yep. just they're on fire right now. Um, another big match of the weekend was the New York Subliners versus the Los Angeles Thieves. This was essentially to uh, finish first in the group. Um, this the both of them were three and one. Uh, Phase was also three and one, so there were potential tiebreakers at play. Uh, but since New York defeated Atlanta in their match in stage three group play, and New York won this match three one, they officially clinched the first seed in Group B. What did you think of this series? Yeah, I mean, this was. Hook's debut for the Thieves, and the mm-hmm. Thieves only had this one match remaining in Stage 3 group play, so 
uh, obviously a very small sample size of this new Thieves roster. Um, but some people were expecting Thieves to come out and take care of business against New York again uh, before Stage 3 group play. New York were 2-1. and one. They had that loss against London, and maybe it's just me like thinking, overthinking it, but some people had to have been thinking, like, what does that loss mean against London? Was yeah. it just a fluke, or was it an actual upset or, or something that New York fans had to worry about? But New York came out this week, and they took down Optic, and they took down the Thieves. And the biggest thing, they end up going 4-1, and one, clinching that number one seed in Group B, and the biggest catalyst for this uh, new New York team success is their hard point play, where they went 9-0 and throughout Stage 3 group play, which I think is pretty impressive. Yeah, definitely. Um, and there was a graphic on stream that I screenshotted. I don't remember if this was only after map one or if it even counts. So it said entering today. Um, so it probably didn't count either of the hard points from this series against the Thieves, which New York, again, won two hard points to take down the Thieves in the series. Um, but so before this matchup, Hydra had the number one hard point KD in the league with a 1.38. You got to remember, this is still obviously Hydra has been that hyped up rookie, but this was still his first stage in the league. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, got the number one hard point KD. That's impressive. Uh, Clayster was behind him in third. Hydra had a 1.38. I don't remember if I said it. Uh, and Clayster had a 1.24 in third. Uh, Mac had a 1.06 and was in 15th for Hardpoint KD, which, you know, he's making that switch with Hydra replacing Diamond Con. He's, uh, this is really his first stage where he's full-time using a second AR for the most part, so good on him. And then Asim, you know, doing the dirty work. He's got a .99, but that's good for 24th in the league in Hardpoint. So, uh, that just speaks to, uh, obviously, um, New York's got a recipe right now where, Hard point is going to be their key to success, so they just got to find a way to take map two, three, five, one of those in order to get the job done and take a series win. So, uh, coming to the major, that's going to be the big thing for me surrounding New York. Is, you know, they got that buy. Uh, they, in my opinion, they have a favorable first round matchup for them in the winners bracket to almost guarantee them a top four finish, uh, depending on who they end up playing. But, uh, it's in my eyes they're going to be on their hard point can they you know obviously when you're undefeated it's it's not necessarily easy to keep that up but you know is that going to be their recipe for success can they continue to be undefeated in hard point or are they going to have to you know is somebody going to figure out a way to take them down in hard point and then you how will new york respond all that um that's what i'm going to be looking for in the major yeah it's very um, interesting because we have been talking about for a few stages now about when Hydra would come in. Uh, in the early stages, we were talking about, well, wh when will he even be able to get to America? And yeah. we found that out in February. He was going to be there in March and New York. Uh, coincidentally, they do poorly at the stage two major. The, they lose all six of their maps. And that that brings in Hydra. And, you know, New York hasn't looked perfect. It hasn't been like Toronto, where it's obvious that they're just so far ahead of everybody. But this is a new team, essentially. Uh, like you said, Mac has had to make that adjustment in his role. And Hydra is coming in. He's not a native English speaker. 
and he hasn't been around uh, these players and he hasn't really uh, learned and he's never been at this level as well uh, we have to remember that yep. he's he was in challengers and European challengers and they had success and then he came and he was very uh, briefly in the North American challengers but he hadn't really never been at this level he hadn't had the experience and it's it's still really impressive that he's been able to uh, be the slayer that you know we've been hyping him up, hyping him up to be and uh, I'm glad that he's having the success because it's it's fun to watch a rookie play like this although uh, we could say the same for Insight, who's having an incredible rookie season. And I mean, to me, he's probably the rookie of the year uh, front runner. He's got to be moment. right now. Yeah. yeah. So he won uh, a major, and yeah. So Hydra's actually, uh, you know, maybe he'll give him a run for his money if New York can start winning championships and and uh, they can continue this run. Uh, we'll yep. see. So LAG versus Florida to end Saturday. Florida pulls off a 3-2 victory, another th uh, Game 5 loss for the Gorillas. Uh, <laughs> but this is uh, a big win for Florida. What do you make of this? Yep. So, yeah, that the, the biggest thing for me is the turnaround. We, ta we talked about it before. Obviously, I mean, it feels like so long ago just thinking about some of these changes, but, like, so many rosters in Stage 3 haven't mm -hmm. had a ton of time together. Yeah. So this is still only Florida's fifth map with Havoc replacing Slacked. Um, but uh, obviously, you know, before this last change, um, Florida struggled in group play. Uh, they went 1-4 and four in Stage 1 groups, came in last place in Group B. And then they went two and three in stage two and came in last place in group B. There was other teams that were two and three, but because of tiebreakers, they ended up in last place. So now that, I mean, this is the first time they're going to be starting the major in the winner's bracket, which is a huge advantage. They all automatically aren't fighting for their life right away <laughs> down the lower bracket. Uh, they went on that little run in the stage one major. Um, but I, 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 this is just, you know, a sign of good things to come if you're a Florida fan. It's obviously the most excited uh, Florida fans have to be since last year when they were winning a couple championships. Um, it's more of what those fans are used to just in this brief history of the CDL. So, yeah, another heartbreak hotel loss for the Gorillas, but um, it's, it's be interesting back. to see this turn this turnaround for Florida so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, if, if you look at the teams in Group A, just you know heading into uh, Stage Three group play, most people probably expected Toronto, Dallas, and Minnesota to be the top three in Group A, just because Florida, Gorillas, and Paris all made roster changes, and obviously Dallas ends up making the hook change mid Stage Three. So that's why I'm saying heading into Stage Three, yeah, you were pro most people were probably expecting Toronto, Dallas, and Minnesota to take those first those top spots, but you know Florida comes out and they do go three and two. But the most important thing, which I touched on earlier, was they got a win over Dallas and Minnesota to lock in that uh, winners bracket spot, regardless of whoever won the Dallas and Minnesota match to end stage three group play on Sunday. Yeah. Group A was a battle. You had obviously Toronto was never in doubt. They go 15 and one mm -hmm. in maps, but Florida, Dallas and Minnesota, Minnesota and LAG all have nine or 10 map wins. Uh, Florida with wow. 10 and nine, Dallas nine and 10, Minnesota nine and 12, LAG nine and 12. So there was uh, a lot of contention 
in Group A in the middle. Gorillas had Gorillas had the same map count as Rocker. Yeah, nine and twelve. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, they they lost, I believe, at least three game fives in in group play, and yeah. I mean that's the difference though. Like yeah. they, they won their first match of group play, and then they lost the remaining four. And yep. three of those were game fives. That's that's huge. They could have they could have went four and one in wow. group play. Uh, so I mean that uh, that's why I say there's nothing to I don't know. It's not like the end of the world. It's not like they're getting blown out and there's no hope for the team. There's obviously something there, or there could be something yeah. there, I guess. But we've been talking about that with LAG since the beginning of the season because. Uh, at least in my opinion, I I thought with the the former EG lineup, the the chemistry there plus Vivid, that there was a good opportunity to be a middle of the road team, to basically be in like a six seven spot. They're obviously not there, and they probably won't get there because of how the CDL points are shaping up. And if they can't win their game fives and finish out series, they're definitely not going to get there. But there's no reason to think that they can't um you know pull off a few wins at the major but for florida uh, this was the roster change i think i was most skeptical about uh bringing havoc in and that's not a not a shot at havoc or anything because nope. i think he's uh, a really good guy and they had success with him in uh, last year's iteration of their roster but he had been on their bench the entire season so I figured Florida knows what they're doing, that they know that, you know, bringing in Neptune over him, they thought, well, okay, we're just going to be a better team with Neptune. And maybe they would have been, but uh, benching slacked. Like you said, they needed a leadership presence, and we weren't really sure if Havoc really brought that because, well, we, we don't really know how their, their team comms go, but uh, or we didn't at the time. But I, di I didn't think that Havoc would make a huge difference on this team, um, even with the amount of talent that they have. Obviously, Skies and Awakening are, are yeah. two animals, and uh, Neptune is still learning as a rookie. But they they proved that they can you know pull off these uh, close games, and that's really what it's about, uh, especially in such a tough group where you have a lot of talented teams and teams that are you know going down to the wire they pulled out these wins and that's really what matters at the end yeah and i mean just real quick to you know, not to stay on it too long but like we're again a couple of weeks removed from you know, before the hook change some people were saying that the vivid for chino change like could have been one of the worst roster changes of all time right yeah and like uh, obviously uh they they go one and four and the stage so they don't have the series results but like you said they have the same map count as minnesota so like like you said just a couple game fives away from being in a different position that that at least has to speak to something in my opinion of uh the potential of this roster it might not be yielding the series results that some people might you know like leg fans like yourself want to see <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's got to mean something. So, you know, hope, I don't want to say hopefully, but maybe in the major, the gorillas might be able to pull something off. It would be especially uh, nutty if they did, just based on how the bracket would shake up and what it would mean. But uh, we'll talk about that later, obviously. 
Yeah, let's move on to the last day of the week. London versus Seattle, Optic versus FaZe, and Minnesota versus Dallas. Uh, let's save Optic Atlanta for the last. Uh, London versus Seattle. Uh, London wins 3-1. What did you make of it? Yeah, I, I don't think we have to spend too much time on the series yeah. again. It's just limited limited practice with uh, The two decimate. worst teams in the standings, by the way, in this match. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, Seattle does win the search in this, which is kind of interesting. We had talked about um, decimates, uh, you know, past and knowledge and search and destroy. Um, and that's obviously we talked about uh, Seattle struggles and control this year. So um, that's like their worst mode just by far based on, you know, their win-loss record in the mode. But, um, you know, maybe decimate coming in this just shows that he can help them in search. Obviously, small sample size, so we're not sure. If, uh, we don't know for sure. But other than that, London takes the respawns. Uh, all four players on London had positive KDs, whereas Octane was the only one positive. On Seattle, uh, Persini struggled. Decimate and Gunless both dropped 0.97. So, yeah, nah, not much to say about this one, really. What happens first, Lund or, uh, Seattle winning control or LAG winning at Game 5? Um, well, we could find out because that's the first match of the major. What if <laughs> it happens in the same series? It is could, it, yeah. It's like the well, CDL if it happens just in shut the same down. Series, then Seattle is the correct answer because if it happened first. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> uh, so let's let's jump to Dallas, Minnesota. Uh, Dallas sure. wins three one. They've obviously uh, kind of been owned by the Rocker this season, yep. despite. And I believe they faced off twice before this, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, in both series, Dallas was favored. They were thought to be the favorites in those uh, series, and Minnesota won each of them. They went 3-1 here. What did you think of this series? Uh, I don't know what Josh just said. <laughs> okay, going <laughs> to move on from that one. <laughs> you got baited uh, really hard. Yeah, <laughs> something was going on with the stream, and then he says that. Oh, man, totally lost my train of thought. But, yeah, Minnesota-Dallas, uh, like you kind of alluded to, um, pretty sure it's the first time Dallas was able to take care of business and actually beat Minnesota. Uh, notably, Dallas won both hard points in this series. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe the first time they played in Stage 1, uh, Dallas won both hard points, but Minnesota won the searches and control, so yeah. uh, they won that way. And then I think the next time it like kind of flipped, where yeah. Minnesota was winning searches, or Minnesota won the hard points, Dallas won the search, but Minnesota still, still took the series. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, so regardless, Dallas comes back and they uh, win the hard point and the search. Minnesota only takes the control three two. Uh, other than that, Dallas won the series. So this was a big bounce back. Um, coming off of Dallas getting 3-0 swept by Florida earlier in the week, and this was obviously based on that result with Florida beating the Gorillas. Uh, this match was the last, or the final match of Stage 3 group play, but it was also the match to determine which of these two teams would be in the winner's bracket for the major and who would be in the loser's bracket. So, a uh, really big win for the Empire. Uh, let me pull up the stats real quick from Breaking Point. Um, no, nothing pops off the page really in the stats department for Empire. Fellow and Shotzi both had the highest KD on the team with a 1.01. Uh, Attached dropped a 1.12 for Minnesota in a losing effort, but 
Uh, so that's kind of surprising. I guess that can kind of attest to, you know, uh, Dallas maybe taking a more team-oriented uh, style compared to some of these other teams where, you know, like you got Big Wake popping off to lead series where other guys are far behind. And this one, Dallas is, you know, all the KDs are relatively close. So uh, maybe a sign of good things to come if you're like Trem and you're a Dallas fan. But, yeah, uh, it was a big win. Yeah, so uh, Dallas went 2-2 two and two with Fellow in the lineup in Stage 3 group play. Um, they so they so they won three one over Paris with Hook in the lineup, yes. and then I believe they went six and eight in map count with Fellow in the lineup. If my math is correct, so they, uh, that would mean they got three would and the did they get three would by Toronto, yeah, and Florida. Yeah, so then you're right. They won two series, so six maps. And so they, yep. What do you think of Dallas with Fellow instead of Hook? I, I still think it, it's too early to tell. Like, I, I mean, we keep saying, like, all these teams are such a limited sample size. Obviously, some are smaller than others, but, you know, Hook has played one match with the Thieves, decimate his They're played two matches. trash with them. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, still, like, we, we've only seen four matches with Fellow. There's other guys like Havoc and... Uh, temp we've only seen them play five matches in their news team so mm -hmm. um it'll still be interesting to see how they play in a major now it's a little different than um group play for some people especially because it's like that tournament environment and you know it's not on land yet for this one uh so the big difference will be going from stage four group play to stage four land in my opinion but uh we're not there yet um so yeah i think it's still a work in progress for the empire uh, I think it, it's good for them to get that winner's bracket spot. So, you know, if, if they're going into this major and they had lost the series to Minnesota, let's say, mm -hmm. and they're immediately fighting for their life in the loser's bracket and they had lost that first match in the loser's bracket against whoever it would have been, then a lot of questions would have been popping up. More questions than people have already been asking about this fellow for hook change. Um, they do have a tough first-round matchup in the winner's bracket against Atlanta. We can touch on that later. But... Um, I think it's still too early to tell, in my opinion, uh, whether the roster is better or worse exactly with Fellow, and we will see over time. If, if based on what we've heard from the Empire camp, that communication was the big issue or the proponent for the change, uh, I, we're going to have to see if the communication improves throughout the rest of the season with this new roster. All right, so let's get to... The, it wasn't the grand finale. It should have been the grand finale, in my opinion. Optic <laughs> versus FaZe. Um, it's always uh, the biggest match, uh, at least for viewership, um, when these two teams are are both good. And uh, FaZe, they come out and they sweep Optic. And it's really not that close. Uh, unfortunately for Optic fans, it's a 100-point it's a club on Raid Hardpoint, a 6-2 win for phase on moscow and a 3-0 raid control win for phase and uh i mean I, I guess i'll give a little background of like what happened after the match envoy says that he was told oh, yeah. that the cdl host selected the wrong server in the match because of a typo and an email he said 1000 percent not why we lost but this is unacceptable and formal says obviously we got smoked but it doesn't help we just played on atlanta host all of us on 33 ping versus their 11 ping so 
what did you think of this uh, this match and the reasoning given for why it was so lopsided? Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, I don't know how to word this. It, it's obviously an unfortunate situation for Chicago, right, with them playing on Atlanta server. Like, that that's immediately going to give... You know, like, 11 and 33 pings are still good pings. I was talking about yeah. this with Tremor last night. Like, I usually play on, like, 50 ping when when I have, like, you know, just my Ethernet plugged in and I'm just playing the play. So, like, you know, it's better than what I've, I'm used to, that's for sure. But uh, regardless, there's when you're playing at that high of a level, like, that's, that's just a big difference. And uh, it, it was... It seems like it was an honest mistake and... It's unfortunate for Chicago, but that's just, you know, what happened. Um, I think regardless of what server the match was going to be played on, though, I still think FaZe would have come away with the win in this one, just based on how the teams are playing. Atlanta's coming in on a three-game win streak, still one of the top teams in the game. Optics coming into the series with struggles, having lost to the Thieves and New York most recently before this match so that, that would mean they were on a two-game losing streak coming into this one uh so yeah just i think regardless of outside circumstances maybe it wouldn't have been a super lopsided 3-0 like the series ended up being but i still think atlanta would have gotten the job done in the end just based on recent performances so this is what we, we've talked about this the last two shows uh, we had a more in-depth conversation two shows ago but optic what's going on because this is their third consecutive loss obviously like you said they lost to the thieves and then they lost the subliners both 3-1 they lose 3-0 here um they won they won their first two matches of stage three group play albeit they were against the two worst teams in the entire league london and seattle so what do you what's wrong with this team because on paper as we've, we've said countless times, it should be a top team. And until basically the Stage 2 Major, they were a top team. They were, I believe, in third or something like that in the standings. And they're dropping quickly because of how clumped up everybody is in the CDL standings so far. So what's wrong with this team in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I, I have the same answer that I had last episode where it's just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what's going on. Uh, they have the talent, like you said, but just something isn't clicking. And uh, like I said, I, I, I want to get the chance to interview or just talk to somebody over there to try to get a better idea of what's going on behind the scenes. But uh, we did recently or earlier today, Tactical Rab put out a video where he had some two minor clips from Scump uh, just briefly talking or addressing his stream. I don't think he's been streaming too much. Uh, recently, so like he streamed a Warzone tournament or something that Optic was doing, mm -hmm. and um, he just had some brief clips where he was basically saying uh, that we have a lot of problems right now with the team, and he apologized to the fans for losing and said, I don't know what to tell you guys, uh, but trust me, we're losing absolute composure. So, uh, obviously, very brief statements from Scump on stream. But uh, they don't really tell us too much in detail what's going on. But obviously, Optic knows something's going wrong. And, you know, for all the Chicago fans out there, they're definitely hoping that they figure something out soon. And we're, we're going to see Optic is down in the loser bracket as a result of this match. 
uh, first time this season that they're not starting in the winner's bracket. And it's going to be interesting, man, to see how the, what, what they're able to pull off at this major. They had a tough road, uh, depending on how things shake out in the bracket. It's, it's going to be tough for them to get a really good placing. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we've touched on it in multiple episodes that people expect – you know, the green wall expects Optic to win championships or at least be in the grand finals. Yeah. Uh, even if they lose in the grand finals, there's green wall people who get mad, but <laughs> they expect them to be there regardless. And, you know, just based on the bracket on paper, it's going to be tough for them to get there. And, you know, based on their recent performance, uh, I'm not too sure they're going to be able to pull it off, but um, yeah, all eyes are going to be on them. They, they, this is, they have, you know, they have no lifeline. They're fighting for the tournament life right away. They got to figure something out, and they don't have a lot of time to fix whatever mistakes have been popping up in group play. So, uh, definitely going to have all eyes on them heading into the major this week. So let's transition to the stage three major. Uh, we're, we've talked about it a little bit with Optic. We've talked about it uh, somewhat with Gorillas as well. Um, yeah, if you're watching the video version, then you can see the bracket for the stage three major you got phase dallas empire florida mutineers the la thieves toronto ultra and new york subliners uh those teams are in the winner's bracket to start the event ultra and new york since they finished first in their respective groups they received one round buys so really they only need to win two series to win the entire major although the grand finals is a best of nine yeah so okay uh, you're gonna have, you're gonna have to win what is that uh, three maps. six eleven maps to uh, get there uh, to win the championship. And ultra they won uh, in a more convoluted and complicated way uh, the last time around, but mm-hmm. they have a, an advantage here. And this is the first time that phase doesn't have that one round advantage because they were starting out in the winners round two in both the stage one and stage two majors. Uh, in the losers bracket, we have my team, uh, the LA Gorillas, the Seattle Surge, London Royal Ravens, Paris Legion, and starting in losers round two, we have Opta Chicago, which, uh, like you said, they're not very used to starting down in the losers bracket, and the Minnesota Rocker. Do you want to start in the losers or the winners? Yeah. Let's Lo- do the first two rounds of losers to set up our winners. All right, so let's start with the Gorillas, the eventual champions, uh, versus the Seattle Surge. <laughs> All you, buddy, you can go first. I picked the Seattle. No, I picked the LA Gorillas. Uh, I mean, I I really do believe in them. I don't know if they're a championship contender like I have uh, picked them for the last few uh, majors, but at this point, they were three. Uh, game five wins away from maybe even I mean they wouldn't have gotten that first seed because of ultra but they would have started in winner's bracket I think they would have had Florida's spot uh, if I'm not mistaken so it would have been weird how it shook out so I don't know so regardless yeah so they would have started in winner's bracket and they have looked decent uh, in stage three with Chino They've had some good clutches. Uh, Seattle hasn't looked great, although we're really uh, still early in this Decimate run to see how their mm-hmm. team is different without Looney and with Decimate. Uh, I still think LAG comes out on this one. Yeah, I think you know that's the big thing for me. It's still super early in this Decimate era for yeah. uh, Seattle. 
Uh, I I think LAG will get the job done here, but for the sake of the pod and for being different, I am going to pick Seattle to win this one. All right. London versus Paris. You start off this one. Damn. I wanted you to start, but that's okay. Uh, kind of similar thing. I think London is going to win this one just based on recent performance. London has looked like the better team. Obviously, they have that win over New York. Uh, and they most recently came off a win when it was against Seattle, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Just talking about it. Yeah, they, they just yeah, beat they Seattle. Beat, they beat Seattle on Mother's Day. So, um, And Paris has obviously struggled a bit with this new roster. So I think uh, London should win this one. I am going to, for the sake of the Paris' winning champs crew, though, I'm going to go out on a limb and just pick Paris to win this one match. Yeah, I, I was kind of flip-flopping here because <laughs> I... Like I said, I've said multiple shows, I try not to pick Paris against any team that's not a top team. And London is certainly not a top team, despite having uh, won a few matches in this stage and not looking horrible. But Paris has looked not great uh, with Temp, and that's uh, that's unfortunate. I, I love Donnie. He's like one of, one of the coolest uh, pros that I've ever interviewed. And he's uh, he's really fun to watch. This Paris team this season has been uh, pleasantly surprising at some points, but right now they're just uh, they're not clicking, and that's that's difficult to say as a Paris is winning champs uh, supporter, as a Paris merch um, owner. Uh, but I don't I don't see that happening here. I think London win this series and move on to losers round two. Yeah, I think the big thing for me, too, is, uh, like I said, I think London will win this one, uh, even though I'm picking pairs. But I think regardless of who wins this one, that Minnesota should win the next matchup against either team. Yeah, so I, I, I agree with you, too. I think Minnesota wins, loses round two, regardless yeah. if London or Paris gets there. So let's go to the other losers round two matchup. Uh, this will be Opta Chicago. Um, we both agree that uh, well, you th- you think for the pod's sake that Seattle will get there, but in your in your heart in your soul, you believe that the LA Gorillas will get there. Uh, so, w- if I guess you got to do both. I want you to say it. I want you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> LA Gorillas, um, they're doing it for fake optic. They're doing it for oh the fallen God. optic gaming Los Angeles. They're they're doing it for LA and they're winning and they're knocking out optic and they're literally taking a sledgehammer to the green wall. Uh, I mean, it would be the most chaotic thing I think I've ever seen because money Cheen, who came in at a very, very turbulent period in OGLA's uh, season last season. And he helped that team out and he bridged the gap between Dashy, who did not perform well for OGLA, and the Draza lineup at the end of the season, which performed well and and was pleasantly surprising, he bridged that gap, and now he is going to tear down the green wall, and he's going to move on to round three of the losers bracket of the Holy stage three major. Shit. Man, uh, I take it you agree. I do. I'm picking Optic <laughs> to win this match, regardless of who they play against. I it gets tougher for him there. Um, but I think regardless of Optic's current form, they're going to be motivated to try to get a win. Just like think like Optic getting top ten is just so weird. Like 
nobody at the start of the year, if you told them that Optic was going to get a top 10 in a major, like, they would be like, no way. <laughs> but, like, here we are. It's a possibility. Uh, I think Optic will get the job done, though, regardless. Obviously, I have them playing Seattle in my podcast bracket, so I think that should be uh, an easier match for Optic. And we saw Optic play Seattle in group play, right? Where Optic, that was Optic beat them before uh, Sounds right. this little losing streak. So, uh, yeah, if that's the matchup, I, I think Optic will win the round two matchup, regardless of who they end up playing. Um, but, yeah, man, that, that would be something if you called that one. So let me ask you a hypothetical question. Obviously, you believe the Optic, regardless of who who gets there, whether it's the Gorillas or Surge, but let's say that either of those teams, they get there and then they beat Optic. And Optic does finish top 10 at the major. I, I don't... What, they get money for this, right? Like, they get money as long as you don't place last, I think. You get some... No. Oh, so you have to finish top 8, right? I believe so. Alright, so yeah. like, regardless... I mean, the money is not a, a big factor at all. I'm not saying that. But let's say that they finish top 10 at the major... Do you think Optic would make a roster change between Stage 3 Major and the beginning of Stage 4? Uh, firstly, you don't. So it's no money for uh, all four teams that place top 10. Okay. Uh, the, the ninth and 10th place teams just get 10 CDL points, no money. Obviously, if you come in 11th or 12th, you get no points or no money. Um, but to answer your question, no, I do not think Optic will make a change regardless of what happens. I would be very surprised if they do. It seems like this is the team that, you know, barring something absolutely unprecedented happening, like stump retiring, just throwing it out there, not saying it's happening, don't want any hate for saying it. But just as an example, like if, if Scump retired after this event for some reason, then yes, Optic would obviously make a change. But I don't think there's, I, I just don't see them making a change uh, barring anything extremely unexpected happening just because like you know they have scump and formal really aren't going anywhere i feel like they're both playing on optic until they retire obviously we saw formal get traded to lg for a little bit uh but it seems like now like he's back and yeah t2p is back so that's what no... it seems like yeah so then it comes down to are you gonna make a move to replace dash year envoy and if i feel like at this point like I don't want to, you know, like, it, it just feels like they're Optic and Hex are trying to, like, have Envoy be that, like, you know, Generational that person guy. to, the, the, the person to kind of fill in Scump's shoes whenever, you know, obviously Scump is inevitably going to retire. We don't know when that's going to happen, but it's going to happen one day, and it feels like Optic wants Envoy to be the guy who picks up the torch and tries to fill in Scump's massive shoes as one of the best players, Call of Duty players of all time. So then that leaves Dashy. And I feel like if they made a change, they might do something there with him. But I don't know. Like, there's, it's, it's not like a case where you know the thieves pick up Hook because they believe he's like, you know, a franchise player, and you know whatever those reasons might be. Like, I don't think there's a uh, someone who Optic would be like he's more talented than Dashy, so let's go get him to try and fix things. Maybe they try to sign somebody and they just bench Dashy, but like obviously we saw how that worked out last year and he wasn't like super happy about it. So 
Um, I, I just really, I don't see a world where Optic makes a change, regardless of what they do at this major. I would be very surprised. Yeah, Optic is not uh, a team that really makes in-season roster changes. It's not what they do, typically. They obviously did in World War II. It didn't work out, just to say the least. Although, Methods is available, and he's been cooking in Challengers, so we could... You know, pull off a trade for Octane. Let's let's run it back in the from the World War Two days, and well, they would have to get Krim then. I'm fine with that too. Let's just let's run it all back. Like, um, I I don't know what they could really do. Like I I've said this in the in the past few episodes, or I, I believe last episode, that if they wanted to make a change, it would have been for Hook, in my opinion. I mean, that would have been the move, right? You, you, like he's the. He's the best player that's going to become available this season. I mean, that's, I think, undoubtable. There, there's no way that any... Well, but who are you? Who is Hook replacing? It doesn't matter. Like, that's kind of the thing, though. It, it's a LA Thieves situation where he's a, like a once-in-a-generation player. He's a, he is a great player. And if you're struggling, if you're not... If you don't believe that you are a championship contender with your current roster... You have to make the upgrade, regardless if the roles make sense in the media future. Even and and it's also because the off season is a thing, and Hook, it's kind of like a rent hole in traditional sports. You're essentially letting them audition for a permanent role. You're you're trying to figure out if they're going to be a permanent fixture in your lineup, and I mean unless they're going for Vivid or something, and they they see a future with like younger players and I, I don't I don't know like I, I think Dashy would be if they're if they do end up replacing a player I think Dashy would be that guy because he is performed the worst out of the out of the four in my opinion. And I, I don't I just don't know. I, I agree with you though I don't think that'll make that change. But I think it's interesting to talk about because there oh, there's no I mean, there's a precedent because Optic has done poorly in the past. Uh, obviously, it's been a while because they had their dynasty, and um, and this is mid-season, and the CDL is different than the CWL and MLG. So there are restrictions, and and it's just different now. But man, it's really hard to see a team that expects so much. Their fan base expects so much, like you said earlier in the show. There are high expectations and a 10th place finish. And you would either lose to the Gorillas, who have not looked good this season, or the Seattle Surge, who also have not looked good this season. Uh, you would be losing to one of the bottom three teams in the league in the second round of the loser's bracket of a major. It's really hard to see a team that's so proud, like Optic, to not make some sort of change after something like that. That's yeah, no. Go ahead. No, I was just. I'm done. I'm. I'm. I'm out of breath talking about it. But <laughs> I mean, we could talk about this for hours. But that's like that'd be an off-season day. special. To talk, just talk <laughs> about optic and. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, I I don't know if it'll happen, but man, I I would definitely be on Twitter.com and refreshing my feed as quickly as possible if that end up it does end up happening 
Um, yeah, so, the other yeah. thing we got to remember too, just real quick, we don't want to stay on it too long, but we do know stage four is going to land. So regardless of their placing at this major, I think that could be like part of the, you know, that could be a factor in the thought process of we think we could be a good team on land, so we're not going to make a change regardless of what happened here. Obviously, that's just speculation, but that, that could play a role in it, in my opinion. Yeah. So let's go back to the winner's bracket. Atlanta Phase yep. versus the Dallas Empire. A really cool uh, winner's bracket match. I think we had talked about it last week, about what kind of winner's bracket matches we would like to see. Yeah. And I don't know if either of us mentioned this specific one, but I knew this was a possibility considering... That's what I, I think we had just brought it up as a possibility, but we weren't sure, yeah. Yeah, so Phase Empire, who do you have here? I'm going with Phase. Um, again, limited sample size there with Fellow. For Dallas, I think even with the, the Hook lineup for Dallas, I think FaZe probably still takes this one. Uh, Might have been, like, you know, another super close match. I'm not saying this one won't be, but um, I just think, you know, Atlanta is... I, I hate to say, like, Atlanta's looking in form because, again, like we talked about, they've lost three series all season. So it's like they were never out of form, in my yeah. opinion. But regardless, they're, they're looking... You know, more like the dominant form that we saw early in the season, uh, most recently. So I think Atlanta will take this one. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Atlanta, they're looking really good. They have all season, but their search seems to be on point. There's no struggles or even uh, real signs of weakness. Um, like I said earlier, they were they're six and two in stage three group play and search. So that, that obviously shows. And they had really good teams in their group to test them so yeah I, I say phase uh probably 3-1 or something here uh and let's go to the florida la thieves uh we haven't seen very much of the thieves with this this lineup uh, florida is relatively new with their lineup although we have seen a lot more with havoc in florida uh who do you have here mutineers versus thieves i'm picking florida uh purely okay based off of the fact that we still we have only seen one match with Hook on the Thieves. Um, and this could easily backfire on me because <laughs> when we're talking at the last major, the Thieves, you know, were coming in with only like two or three days of practice with the Draza replacing Slasher lineup. Yeah. And they were went on that run through the loser bag and got top what was it, top eight, top six? Top six. Top six. Yeah. So, you know, obviously that lack of practice wasn't an issue at the last major. It might not be an issue here. Uh, I am going to still pick Florida. I think this is a coin flip series that I could easily see. The Thieves also winning it. Um, but I just think this is a case where if Big Wake and Skies have one of those, you know, mm -hmm. another pop-off performance, it's going to be tough for uh, the Thieves to match that firepower. And that could be the way that Florida takes this one. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Thieves here, but I agree with you that if Awakening and Skies show up like we we know they are able to, I think Florida takes this, especially with how inexperienced the Thieves are with this specific lineup and yep. in, in their just entire team in general because they've changed around so much this season uh, because you have Draza, who has not been in the lineup for very long, maybe a month or so. Uh, same with Venom. Kenny has obviously been there all season long. And then Hook is coming in, and he's a great player, but 
things are different. I just think there's too much talent on the Thieves to not win this, in my opinion. And and I think that they showed that they were able, that, that they were, I don't know, they were kind of coming together in that New York series. Obviously, that's a very difficult team to debut a roster against, especially with how well New York has been playing in hard point. So I'll I'll say thieves, but I can really see it going either way here. Yep, no, that's I think this is a, a super fifty fifty matchup, and uh, I'm you know it's not necessary. Obviously, the thieves are a popular team, but it's not like your brand name optic versus phase matchup, right? Yeah. Uh, it, regardless of a matchup like that, I think this is a super interesting round one match that you know should have more eyes on it than it likely will get. Let's say in the winners bracket, we just have two more matches. Uh, so we or two more matches in round two. Uh, Ultra versus Phase. We both pick Phase in our first round. So uh, this is a rematch of the stage two major grand finals. Obviously, Toronto won, and they also played earlier in the uh, stage two major. And Phase won that one. Who do you see winning in this one? This isn't. This is super tough. Mm-hmm. I think. And in, in my opinion, ah oh man, <laughs> I, I I'm picking Atlanta. That's not what I'm tossing back and forth. Obviously, that that's a bit of a, a controversial pick. Is right. Toronto's on this huge uh, winning streak, and you know most people probably think Toronto will take this one. But um, I just think this is a case where if Atlanta comes out and they have that momentum from that first-round matchup against Dallas, and they take care of business there, get a big win. Mm-hmm. That might be, like, the catalyst to kind of start uh, giving FaZe the momentum they need in a su- what's going to be a super tough matchup. And I don't think there's any world where either Toronto dominates FaZe or FaZe dominates Toronto, right? Like, I think this is going to be a very tough matchup that goes all the way down to the wire. Now, the big thing here is Toronto has been extremely good in search, like we talked yeah. about, 11-1 in their last 12. So I think if FaZe gets this done, they can't let it go to a Game 5, right? Like, uh, reg- you know, It's tough to say because we don't know how the vetoes would shake out, uh, so we don't know where FaZe's S&D pick would be. But, you know, just in theory, based on how good Toronto's search has been lately, you don't want to play them in two searches. Uh, so FaZe is going to have to get it done in four. If, obviously they don't have to, but in my opinion, I think they, uh, if they want to win this one, they they have to try to win it without it going to a game five. But I, I'm really, if this, we see this matchup in round two, it's going to be a really spicy one in my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to go with Toronto here. I think Toronto is a, a bad matchup for Atlanta because Atlanta, in most of their other matchups, they have the advantage in search and... It's just not, they do not have the advantage in search, in my opinion, against Toronto, especially with how well they've been playing. Like you said, 11-1 and in their last 12. They showed in the Stage 2 Major, they uh, essentially were throwing their hard points away, and they would come back and they would win regardless of that. So, and Toronto has cleared that up, and they're able to come out and win Game 1, uh, if it goes to a game four, win that game four. And when you add in how well they've been playing in search, I think that's a really difficult team to beat. But yep. if there is a team to beat them, it would be Atlanta, in my opinion. 
But yeah. I, I'll say Toronto, I'll say 3-1 in this scenario, uh, and they'll move on to the winner's finals. And then the other matchup, uh, you have Florida moving on to play the New York Subliners. I have the Thieves moving on to play the Subliners. So Florida, Subliners, who do you have there? I think this is another case similar to what we were talking about earlier in the lower bracket where New York should be either of these teams in this round two matchup. Um, again, it's going to come down to that hard point because, like we said, they are undefeated in hard point in stage three. Will they be able to keep that up? If they are able to, they should be able to take care of business here. So I'm going to say New York wins 3-1, just assuming they win two hard points and then either the search or the control or whatever. Um, but yeah, I th I think I, I would be surprised if New York lost to either of these teams, especially considering, uh, again, that if if the Thieves are able to beat Florida, it, this would still be uh, the Thieves' third match with Hook. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I'm giving New York the edge here. Yeah, I'm giving New York uh, the edge too just because of the experience. And they, it's not like they have a wealth of experience with Hydra in their lineup. No. But we just have to get over that because every team in the league, other than FaZe and Optic, they don't have a ton of experience with their lineup. I, I guess Toronto, since it's it's been like an entire you know, like two stages essentially, since mm -hmm. they brought in Insight. But it's there's no you know, I I don't think that New York is uh I don't uh, basically what I'm saying trying to say is New York. They have an advantage in experience. It's not a great uh, advantage, but they've looked really good in the short time that they've had Hydra. Like you said in the earlier in the show, they've been excellent in hard point with Hydra in the lineup. He's been excellent in hard point specifically, and that's really helped the team. And this will only be the third matchup for Hook, and it's it's kind of hard to pick them over the subliners who have played so well in one of the most important game modes in the game. So. I'll go with New York here, and uh, yeah, so I'll put them in the winners' finals. Let's drop down to the losers' uh, bracket now. I think yep. this is where we switch. Where uh, no. we don't switch. No, so this league. No. Um, <laughs> they they switch in the next one. So in this one, it just drops straight down okay. from round one to three. So in my scenario, Dallas would play Optic, and then. Uh, I would have the Thieves playing Minnesota. You would have Florida playing Minnesota. Yeah, so I'll go first because I have the LA uh, Gorillas versus the Dallas Empire in this scenario. And, I mean, uh... <laughs> there's no reason to pick against the Gorillas here because oh. <laughs> they are coming off of a win against Opti Chicago. They've torn down the green wall, and... They might as well go for the reigning champions in the next round. So I'll go LAG. All right. <laughs> this is an exciting one for me because I have Dallas versus Optic. You know, the, e Classico. The, the E Classico, yeah. Um, and I think it's tough either way. Like, this is where, like, obviously, I, I think it's going to be hard for Optic to get a top 10 placing in this. Like, I, I don't see the. the they shouldn't lose to either of the teams from their on one matchup. But I think they could lose this one against Dallas. I'm picking Dallas to win this one. Uh just based on, you know, you know, Dallas has had its struggles with fellow in the lineup, but Optic has been struggling 
Whereas on the other hand, though, they if Optic gets to this match with Dallas, they would be coming off a win. Dallas would be coming off a loss. So maybe that win, you know, Optic gets that major mojo. They're in a tournament environment. Mm-hmm. They get, you know, the momentum. That that could be what they need to go on a little bit of a loser's bracket run. I don't see that happening. I guess it's a it, it's obviously a possibility. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna pick Dallas. So, I I, I guess I'm, uh, this is. I feel like there's a lot of coin flip matches here, mm-hmm. where really anything can happen. And again, that's just a testament to the competitiveness of this league this year. Um, but I think this will be a close one that Dallas takes, and that's what I'm sticking with. Uh, in the other uh, loser bracket round three match, I have Florida versus Minnesota. You have the LA Thieves versus Minnesota. Yep. I personally think that the Rocker will win that match regardless of yep. uh, who who drops down. And again, uh, I believe the Thieves are going to win the winner's bracket match. But even if they didn't, I think that essentially Rocker are very good. Uh, they're, they're a very, very good fourth place team. It's really not like either one of these teams, Optic or Minnesota, these are not the teams that you want to see in losers round two because there's a very good chance that you'll be going out of the tournament early. And I think in this case, Rocker, uh, they'll have some momentum from beating either London or Paris and whatever team is coming down obviously does not have any momentum coming off their loss. So I go with the Rocker here. Yep. Same. I obviously have the Rocker playing the Thieves, and I picked Minnesota to win that. So I technically had the Thieves going 0-2 in this major, which would be very surprising just based off of, you know, it, it goes against the principle of them having limited practice going to the Stage 2 major, but yeah. they go off the run. And now I'm basically saying they have limited practice in this major, but they're not going to go on a run. Yeah. So, um, it's tough, man. But uh, I I just think, similar to what you said, I still think Minnesota's a good team. We saw mm-hmm. what they're capable of. You know, wh- whether you thought it was a honeymoon phase or not, uh, we, we saw what the team's capable of since bringing Standy into the lineup. And I just think that uh, they'll be able to get the job done, like you said, against either of these teams. Which, you know, Florida did beat Minnesota mm-hmm. in group play. So if Florida, if, if the Thieves beat Florida and Florida comes down to Minnesota, that might be a tougher matchup uh, where Florida is able to, you know, take a win. Uh, but for this, for my bracket, I'm picking, I'm going to say Minnesota 3-2 over Thieves. I think it would be a close series where Minnesota, you know, clutches up in the search to take it. Yeah, so let's go to uh, Losers Round 4. You said yep. it switches here, so... This switches now. So I yep. would have LAG versus LAT. Oh. Because I have New York... I would have Florida versus Dallas and Toronto versus Minnesota. So you would have Florida versus... Or you, yeah, so you would have... Because you had New York, LAT... And and LAT, LAT losing. So LAT, yeah, so LAT. LAT versus LAG. Okay. And, and then Minnesota. versus Minnesota. Oof, yes. This was this would be a nice round. This like if this actually happened, which it obviously will because all of my predictions always come true. Um I say LAG and LAT. Ooh, uh I mean LAG kinda has their uh, they had their they upset them in the first major. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a really big upset considering LAG were the only team to have a losing record in the winner's bracket. And LAT had looked really, really good. I ooh, I mean, I can't pick against LAG if they get this far, right? Like, I can't, at least not against a rival. 
Um, so I say LAG. Uh, I think they win and uh, they move on. And what does this make th- get them into like top four or something or something crazy? Top, top four, four, yeah. Yeah. So this is what I did last time, but yeah. I think it'll happen again. And so uh, we'll see. LAG or LAT for me. Uh, wh- what do you think in your in your scenario? Do your other one. Do your other one. Okay. So I got Minnesota versus Atlanta in my uh, other round four match. Man, I I can't pick it against Atlanta. I know that we were just hyping up Minnesota literally a minute and a half ago. And it's really nothing against Minnesota. It's that Atlanta is really, really good. I wouldn't have put them in the loser's bracket if they were playing any other team other than Toronto. So I I think Atlanta is the team. Yep, okay. Um, So that means you would have LAG versus Atlanta in your round five loser's bracket. Sounds about right. Um, for me, I would have Florida playing against Dallas and then Toronto versus Minnesota. Uh, this is where, in my head, it, it kind of feels like, you know, Florida had just beaten Dallas. So it's a tougher matchup than some people might think. I'm going to pick Dallas. But this comes back to the circles back to the optic thing where if, if optic gets to this point and they're the team playing against Florida in my scenario... Uh, that's where Optic could go on one of those, you know, like LAT runs through the loser bracket where they're just winning a couple matches, um, and then Optic would be in a position to be top four, which is where some people would expect them to be regardless of recent struggles. Um, but for the sake of this bracket, I have Dallas beating Florida and then Toronto beating Minnesota. Yeah, so, uh, should I just continue on in round five loser bracket? Uh, do we didn't do winners final, so you can do your winners final. You have Toronto versus New York. I mean, I, Atlanta versus New I, York. I, I I'm gonna go with Toronto. I think yep, they're the best. And I'm team. going with Atlanta. Yeah, so I, I think they're the best team in the game, uh, Toronto. And I think that as much as I respect New York, and it would be incredible to see that kind of upset, especially with Hydra in the lineup in New York. Uh, basically, their first stage with this roster. I don't see it happen. I think Ultra will win that series. I think that's, like, obviously, like I said, Toronto versus Atlanta was a tough one for me, mm-hmm. and they ended up going with Atlanta. I think New York versus Toronto, or, or I can see Toronto having an easier time beating New York than Atlanta would, just because, obviously, uh, New York beat Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta, most recently, yeah. So, um, in that match, New York won both hard points, obviously, because they're undefeated in it. So that's going to be a tough one for me. Just like, again, Atlanta has to, they, they go from being in a situation where against Toronto, you have to either steal a search against a really good search team or not let it get to that game five, right? Yeah. But then yeah. it's the opposite. If they get to this matchup with New York, where you, you have to try to steal a hard point and make sure you win the searches. Uh, if you lose both hard points, you then have to win two searches in the control to get the job done. So, uh, a little bit tougher for me, in my opinion. Um, I think if you're a New York fan and you have New York get into this winter finals, I think you would rather see Atlanta play against Atlanta than Toronto mm, just because you've seen them beat Atlanta most recently. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of my theme for this bracket. Obviously, we'll get to our overall prediction later, but it's kind of just, you know, sticking with Atlanta as you know they're the top team and they're going to try to reassert their dominance here so that's what where my head's at 
Uh, again, super tough matchup if it's Atlanta versus New York, but I'll say Atlanta gets the job done in the winners' finals to get to the grand finals. Dropping down to losers, we we obviously have very different paths here. Uh, I have the Gorillas versus the Atlanta phase, which is the matchup we've all been waiting for. And, uh, I mean, I oh, want to go with the Gorillas, <laughs> but I'm not going to. I, wow. I, I mean, I, I, I want to, I want to do it so bad, but <laughs> my, my heart is saying yes. My brain is saying no. I think Atlanta is the better team slightly. And that I, I, I think that Atlanta is a bad matchup for the Gorillas, as are quite a few teams in the league at, at times. But um, but Vase is really good. I think that they're they're probably the second best team in the league. Yeah, you can make the case that New York is better than them at the moment. But either either way, I believe that they're a top three team, and I feel like they'll move on and get top three at this event. Yep. I have Dallas versus Toronto in this loser's round five, and I'm going with Toronto. Uh, they obviously, just two weeks ago, was it? Maybe it might have been three weeks ago. I don't remember. But very recently in stage three group play, Toronto swept Dallas. So I think if it gets to this point, Toronto should be able to take care of business once again. It was uh, week they one. would. It, yeah. So, you know, longer, it just feels a long time ago, even though it's really not. Um, but Toronto would be coming off. This would be, in my scenario, Toronto coming off their first loss in, would you say, over a month. Um, so that might be, you know, similar to them in the last major where they went on that little run on Sunday in the loser's bracket. Uh, this could be a similar situation where Toronto's down in the lower bracket again and try to, you know, make the magic happen. The so biggest difference in this match would be that Tor- or that Dallas, excuse me, that they have more experience with Fellow in their lineup because that was the first match yeah. with Fellow. Correct. And Rambo said after the fact that they should have been up 2-0 or something like that. It was, they thought they should have been up 2-1, I think. Yeah, yeah. something like that. So um, they, uh, I mean, they felt confident after the fact. And, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting matchup if it happens uh, just to see if Dallas has improved or, yeah, I guess, if, they've caught up to Toronto at all it'll it'll be interesting uh let's move on we have the losers finals I have phase yep. versus the subliners and mm-hmm. who do you have in your losers finals New York versus Toronto all right so we both have New York here I think Atlanta will win this uh they'll beat okay. uh New York I I mean I just said a moment ago that these are the two two of the top three teams. Uh, they're either you know New York is either second or third, and Atlanta is either second or third. Uh, they're just kind of competing at this point for it. New York did beat Atlanta earlier in the stage, but I think Atlanta has kind of figured out some of their uh, their S and D, I guess issues if that's the word you want to use. But uh, <laughs> as long as they don't lose that first search to uh, New York. I, I mean, they they really have to win two, three, five in this series. Uh, it, I mean, they don't have to, of, of course, but that's probably the most likely scenario for them, considering New York literally hasn't lost a hard point map the stage with Hydra. So I'll say Phase win three two. 
Yep, and I have Toronto versus New York, and I'm going with Toronto there. Uh, similar to what we were talking about in the uh, potential winners' finals showdowns there. Um, I think Toronto is a tougher matchup for New York than FaZe, just based yeah. on the fact that we saw New York beat FaZe earlier. So uh, I think Toronto would win this one and get that rematch with Atlanta in the grand finals, which we both end up having Atlanta versus Toronto in the grand finals. Yeah, so we have a consensus here that it will be a Toronto-Atlanta grand finals, which is probably the the most exciting outcome, uh, barring a huge loser's bracket run from the Gorillas and they play Toronto and they ruin Toronto's winning streak. But that, other than that, uh, to see a rematch of the Stage 2 major finals yep. and to see if Atlanta can get... I mean, in my scenario, Atlanta would try to uh, get their revenge on Toronto from a loss earlier in the tournament as well as that Stage 2 major uh, finals. Uh, for you, it would be if Atlanta can prove that they are really the better team than Toronto. Uh, who do you have in this series in the in the grand finals to win Stage 3 major? I picked Atlanta to win the matchup in round two, and I'm going to pick them again in the grand finals. Uh, no, it might be a hot take or however you want to word it, but um, I feel like Toronto would be the easy pick right now for most brackets and want to be a little different. So I'm going with FaZe. Um, most notably, obviously, we saw with the best of nine showdown last time um, that it, it goes hardpoint search control, hardpoint search control, then back to search hardpoint, and then the last map would have been search. So again, it's going to come down to, you know, the old adage that search wins championships, mm -hmm. which of these teams is able to get the job done in that mode. Um, so it'll be interesting if we end up seeing this matchup. Um, I think it would be exciting, an exciting best of nine either way. Um, but yeah, for the sake of being different, I am picking FaZe. Picked them earlier, going to stick with them. FaZe to win the stage three major. I'm going with Toronto. I think, like like basically what you said, but the opposite, because <laughs> I, I picked Toronto in that round two matchup yeah. against Atlanta. Uh, I think Atlanta is a great team, and they're probably the second best team in the league, but they're the second best team in the league, not the, not the best in my opinion, and I think Toronto will come out and win. They've just looked really incredible in, in all game modes, and there really hasn't been any signs of weakness at all throughout the... Basically, since they lost to FaZe during the Stage 2 Major, even with a little hiccups with their hard points and everything, but uh, I think Toronto's the going to be the Stage 3 Major champions here. Um, who's your dark horse? Uh, so we, we've figured out the champions for... The stage three major but who would you consider a dark horse for the major yeah so that's like i guess it comes down to what you consider a dark horse right so like it'd be weird for me to say new york is my dark horse just because they, they came in first place in their group right mm -hmm. um but i feel like you know they, they aren't getting that consideration that you know most people think toronto is probably going to win just based on recent performance if you're not picking toronto you're probably picking phase and then after that, it feels like it's just a drop-off, right? So that's why yeah. I think you could make an argument to say that New York would be a dark horse. I'm not really sure that um, 
how, how much I agree with it, but just based on that logic, I will say New York is my dark horse. It feels weird um, mm-hmm. to say it like that, but if we want to consider it with like a loser Cinderella or something like that, um, I kind of already hinted at it where I could see Optic being the team to go on a loser Cinderella run. Uh, obviously, your answer is going to be <laughs> LAG, but yeah. um, for me, just based on how the bracket shakes shakes down in my head, um, they have that first round matchup with either LAG or Seattle. If they win that one, that could be, you know, it stops their losing streak. It could be the momentum they need to take down. I mean, I guess it could be Atlanta or Dallas. If it's Atlanta, that kind of, in my opinion would put an end to any hope of a Cinderella run. But with Dallas, you know, the recent change, all that, we've already touched on it. Um, that could be the edge with a win for Optic to, you know, kind of push them forward and give them the confidence maybe that they might need to turn things around. Yeah, obviously I'll go with LAG, but if LAG does get knocked out within the first two rounds of loser's bracket, I think Optic is the clear... Um, Cinder, like they're the most likely Cinderella, and I mean it's, it's a it's basically a a weird Cinderella though because yeah. they're a, a good team. They're in the top yeah. half of the league, uh, I think, in the standings. Or if they're not, I mean they would have to be in the top six, right? Uh, or, or very close to it. But I mean they're a really good team. They were just in, yeah, uh, like what they got third or fourth in that first major or something i anyway yeah yeah, they they've they've shown that they can be one of the best teams they're just they slumped at the wrong time it ended up resulting in a loser's bracket appearance which they obviously didn't want to start the the major out in the loser's bracket but i mean you know they'd have to beat either lag or seattle and then they would have a tough matchup with either phase or atlanta coming down which was Dallas. or yeah excuse <laughs> yeah phase or uh the empire which would be a very tough matchup for them but i mean maybe they can pull that off and then they would have either you know new york florida or lat coming down after that and it's not like any of those three teams are easy but it's better than hopefully toronto coming down and and being there because if you had to play like Atlanta and Toronto and Dallas all in the losers bracket, it would be incredibly tiring for them. But I mean, I think it's, it's possible. They could very well make top four at this event. And I mean, that's, that's what they, uh, they expected themselves, I guess. And, and that's like the thing to me, like, you know, regardless of what you consider a dark horse or a Cinderella run, like, uh, this most reminds me of, you know, recently Black Ops 4 champs, we saw like the Thieves uh, who were one of the top teams going into Black Ops 4 champs, they lose early mm-hmm. and then they had that super close series with Fades for top 16 and they oh, go on yeah. that loser's bracket run to make it to the Grand Finals, right? So like you, mm-hmm. you consider that a Cinderella run even though the Thieves were a top team and then obviously in World War II you had Rise, I think it was at CWL Seattle where they they lost, they didn't make it out of group play i think or something and they started in like loser bracket round 1 and they went all the way and they beat eg in two series in the grand finals to win the whole thing i'm pretty sure that was seattle um but yeah i mean we've seen this before where they the what you consider top teams 
have to go on long loser bracket runs, and like I just feel like that's what, regardless of uh, how good those teams are, you still consider that a Cinderella run. So like it's not a knock on Optic to say like uh, we think they're going on a Cinderella run. It's just the position they are in the bracket. Um, based on that and how we think they're able to go on a run to win a couple matches and string some wins together. Yeah. Uh, that that concludes our Stage 3 major discussion. We we differ on the champions, but we uh, were on a, consist, uh, a consensus with uh, who should be in the Grand Finals and who will be Atlanta versus Toronto, which would be an incredible rematch of... Um, be a... You know, we would get two, hopefully two rematches here if that happens. Um, so, uh, unless you have anything, I think we're good to wrap up the show. Yeah, I don't think um, we're, we kind of went a little longer. So, yeah. um, obviously, we'll have, uh, you know, sort of like a break week after the major, but we'll recap the major, and then we'll have the following week to start uh, stage four group play. So, uh, we can talk about some of the other stuff next week mm -hmm. after we recap what happened in the major but uh just a few quick points that i wanted to bring up it was that call of duty announced that uh the season three mid-season update for black ops cold war is coming out on may 20th so it, it's unconfirmed that standoff will actually be joining the game with this mid-season update but a lot of people think that's when it could happen mm -hmm. just because uh activision said that the uh, standoff was going to come in season, so they didn't give an actual date, and we don't know if it's definitely coming with the mid-season update, but it would make sense. So uh, stay tuned for that. We might see standoff in the game next week, which would obviously be exciting, and then potentially we could see standoff added to CDL rotation for Stage 4. So again, uh, we'll unconfirmed there, but we'll be looking forward to that potentially happening next week. If it does happen next week, we'll obviously talk about it on the next episode of the podcast. Um... And other than that, the only other thing that we I feel like we have to at least touch on, we, we touched on a little bit, but it was officially confirmed that the Stage 4 Major uh, will be held on land. So after, you know, uh, it's been over a year since the last land event for COD, right? It was at the LA Home Series in MW yep. in like March, I think it was last yeah. year. Uh, so it's been a long time coming, obviously. whole bunch of circumstances surrounding the pandemic and everything that prevented it, but... Uh, it's definitely going to be exciting to be back on land when that happens. Uh, but real quick, the uh, just the major in Stage 4 will be held on land. It'll be in Dallas, and it'll start on June 17th. Uh, stage 4 group play will still be played online, and the major will not have a live crowd or fans in attendance. Just uh, the teams and limited CDL staff is what the CDL said uh, due to the pandemic. So... Um, we can talk about that more, obviously, as Stage 4 progresses and we get closer to the Major, uh, but it's certainly exciting that we have confirmation that we will see Call of Duty back on land this year. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, the players are excited, obviously, because, I mean, everybody thinks that they're going to be the player that really pops off on land. That's not, that actually can't happen. Not everybody can be better on land, and and everybody succeed uh so we'll see who gets called a warrior after the first land back uh some of these players haven't played on land uh, even guys like awakening haven't like we yeah. saw awakening i think he was on uh one of the like amateur teams that didn't play well at black yeah. ops 4 champs i believe like 
So he's played on land, but like he hasn't played in the pro league on yeah. land. Same with Mac uh, and obviously uh, any a rookie bunch of guys. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, if you're a fan and you're hoping to go to a LAN event, I mean, you you could cross your fingers for champs. I wouldn't expect. Uh, we're obviously not going to get fans at the stage four major. Not expecting any for the stage five major or. If there is a like a stage stage five group play on land, I don't expect uh, fans for either of those. But champs, I think it's not a. I don't know if it's a realistic uh, look, but I think especially if they do end up holding it in Texas, Texas has uh, relatively lax COVID restrictions as far as public gatherings, and we would be pushing into mid-August, which. I mean, let's just hope that in within three months, the pandemic is a little bit better with uh, more people getting vaccines and everything. So we'll see. Uh, but I mean, maybe for champs, we can all get together and we can chow Jim uh, to a, to drinking or something and he can pass out after half of a margarita or something like that. But uh, yeah, uh... That, that's all I that's all I have. Um, if you have uh, anything to add uh, we could wrap up uh, one thing that, like I, I want to implore you guys to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening or watching on uh, if you're watching on twitch uh, we stream this live starting at 11 30 p.m eastern standard time every tuesday uh, unless they change the schedule we'll be here every tuesday night uh, so watch it live on twitch you can follow us at twitch.tv slash podcast uh, if you're interested in the video version but you can't catch it live, go to youtube.com and we, uh, Ego Chow Podcast, we upload all of our VODs to YouTube uh, the day after we record. Also, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure to give us a five-star rating. It helps boost us in the rankings in the in the podcast search. And uh, yeah, that's, that's all I got. Uh, you got anything, Bink? Yeah, uh, just, you know, real quick, like you were saying, we don't got to talk about it, but uh, fans for champs might not happen. I don't believe it will, but it would obviously be exciting if there's a safe way, if the CDL finds a safe way to make it happen, mm -hmm. uh, just because, you know, the fans have been waiting for Todd to be back on land. So um, other than that, as always, thanks for tuning in and Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Going to be an exciting week with the major coming up. So looking forward to that. And as always, remember to send the chow.